Hello, and welcome back for a bonus episode of I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. This bonus episode is what I would call a fall reflection in honor of us now being in September. It's a bit of a meander, so grab a cup of tea and settle in. Oh, and you might hear some Maddie snoring, as well as some landscaping and neighbor children sounds, all in a day's work. (laughs) Here we go. Don't give up. Don't give in. It's just the journey. The darkness grows the sea. Bonus episode, Other People's Lives. Back in the fall of 1989, I lived in a small town in Ohio. My life was in flux at that time and I was feeling lost. I'd only recently returned from New York and the hospital debacle. I was learning to live on my own again. I had wonderful friends, especially my buddy Carl, who lived nearby and was always there for me. And still, I felt isolated and, well, lost. I was working jobs that didn't really have much meaning for me. And I was just dipping my toes back into community theater, gently. (laughs) Late at night, driving home from work or a rehearsal for a show I was in, I would drive down these dark back roads, the kind with no streetlights and lots of wandering critters. I would drive past houses with kitchen lights on, someone washing the dinner dishes. Or from the den or living room windows, I could see the lights of the televisions flashing. Every so often I would slow the car down and really look at each of these houses, wondering what life was like for the people inside them. Were they happy? Were they giving the silent treatment to one another because of an argument? Were they worried about how to afford new school clothes for the kids? Were they still in love with one another? Inevitably, I would end up crying as I finished the drive home, crying because I knew even then that I would never have that life. The path I had chosen to take in my life then and still now doesn't lead to one of those houses, doesn't lead to that world. And being truly honest and vulnerable here, I felt many mixed feelings about that. I could have chosen differently. We can all choose differently at any given time. I could have chosen the life that led to one of those houses, that kitchen, that sink with the window over it, that den with the television. Did I feel regret because I didn't choose that? Did I miss my chance at what many would call a normal life? Was there something wrong with me that this wasn't what I wanted? And if I did actually want it, what did it mean that at that moment in time, no one wanted it with me? As usual in moments like that one, depression, being the lying bully that it is, went right to work on me. 
Of course, no one wanted to create that life with me. I was unworthy, unlovable, unwanted. I would be alone forever. And the cycle would repeat every few days or so. Every time I drove home on those dark roads. Fast forward to a few days ago. Well, wait, not so fast forward. First, a quick review of this life I've been living. Since those days, driving those roads, a lot has happened. I've worked as a professional actor, a sign language interpreter. I've lived in Alaska, California, Idaho. I've driven across the country twice. I've been to all 50 states. I recorded two CDs. I became a minister, speaking, singing, and sharing messages of hope and life all over the country. I walked the streets of Assisi, Italy, rafted the white water inside the Grand Canyon, and shared my life with a little brown dog. I've moved a lot and learned how to do that well. I survived losing love, leaving love, and learning about how I love. I self-published a book about living with depression. In my 50s, I got both a bachelor's and a master's degree. And so much more in the moments, in between all of those moments. It's been a very interesting life. I am grateful every single day, every moment for this life I'm living. And the other night, I was driving home from an evening with my mom. It was dark and I was passing houses. And I realized that I had slowed the car without even thinking about it and was looking at each house, seeing the kitchen sink lights, seeing the den televisions. And I was wondering again, have I missed something? missed out on something, living the life I've chosen. More deeply than that, though, the question I asked myself was this, could I have chosen differently even if I wanted to? There's a powerful book by James Hillman called The Soul's Code. It's not an easy read. I'm actually attempting another read of it now. He talks about this idea of our souls being on a journey that is akin to the oak tree being in the acorn. We are who we are meant to be from the moment we begin our pilgrimage on the planet. He touches on the concepts of fate and destiny, as well as choice and answering the call of our souls. Even as a child, as young as 10, possibly before that, I knew who I was. I knew how I was. I always felt a touch out of step with where and when I was and how I would fit in and find my way and be in this life. In some ways, the experience of depression made complete sense to me because it slowed me down long enough to really think about, well, everything the world turning, all of the people on the planet that I would never know living their lives, how some folks find their loves, careers, homes, and then never question that they've found it. That part's done. Now they can just 
live their lives. Love, romantic love, that is, the, that kind of love for me, has always been somewhat elusive, confusing, and slightly disastrous. <laughs> Career, mm, I've had many. And as for a home, well, I lived in the house I grew up in for 20 years. After that, I never lived anywhere more than a year until I moved to Alaska. I lived in my condo there for 10 years. Since then, since 2010, it took a while for me to live anywhere for more than a year again. This current place I'm living in is the longest I've lived anywhere since then. I'm starting my fourth year here and possibly looking at moving again. It's not that I'm unsettled or restless. I'm not. I'm comfortable with the temporary because everything is temporary in the larger sense of the word. However, I digress from where we began, driving home in the dark, looking at other people's lives through their windows. I started questioning myself as to what triggers the sadness around this. Again, not regretting, not wishing for anything, just wondering. Amazed at all of these lives I will never know about. So many people. 383,331 living in Cleveland, Ohio alone. 329.5 million in the United States. 7.753 billion around the world. And they are all living lives that I don't know about. This intrigues me. And strangely, it also brings up this random sadness, almost always in the car as I pass by the houses. Sometimes music activates it. Movie scores like The Field of Dreams or American Beauty. Instrumental music like Pat Metheny's Tell Her You Saw Me or Snuffy Walden's Who Lives Up There. Sometimes it's actual songs that bring back specific moments from my life, take me to those specific moments. Michael Jackson's Lady in My Life takes me to 1983 in my Richmond Heights apartment and a date with a very sweet person who I've lost touch with. Sting's Fragile, which brings me back to sitting on a crosstown bus in 1987 New York City, days before I went into the hospital. Todd Rundgren's If I Have to Be Alone leads me to a house in Old Brooklyn in 1991, sitting with Jimmy, crying and talking about what we want at our funerals. Aquilo's Human takes me to 2015 in my apartment in Ithaca, wondering what was going to come next for me. I can get lost just by putting a playlist on shuffle. A song comes on and down the path I go. Movies and television shows can activate these feelings as well. If I want to give myself permission to have a good, deep cry, I'll watch The Wizard of Oz or Magnolia. Philip Seymour Hoffman breaks me in that film. Or maybe a touch of Alan Rickman in Truly Madly Deeply. 
or I'll give myself a life-affirming cry with a rewatch of Harold and Maude or Brother Sun, Sister Moon. Ironically, this most recent spiral into the depths came from, of all things, a rewatching of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, a satirical soap opera from the 1970s. As with all things me, there's no set pattern and no way to predict what is going to send me into the darkness. Other times, it could be a seasonal moment that activates my meandering trek down the path. Fall is both my favorite season and also a somewhat problematic time of year. It's the time of dad memories, the Jewish high holidays, apple picking, drives to Burton, his yard site, the anniversary of his passing. It's also that back to school time, whether I'm going back or not, that feeling in the air of anticipation, anxiety, excitement, mystery. And of course, it's all about the leaves teaching us how to accept change with grace and to, without hesitation or apprehension, to simply let go. All of this, these thoughts and reflections, observations and examinations, are all part and parcel of a day in my life. I'm beginning a new adventure this fall, stepping into some new roles that I've wanted to be living in for a long time. Seems fitting that I would be reflective as I move forward, looking at where I've been, who I've been, keeping what works for me, and releasing the rest. It's too easy for me to get lost in what was or wasn't in my life. It takes more strength for me to stand up again, try again, believe again. Focusing on the life I'm living, not other people's lives. And in doing this, I continue to become stronger.
Once again, thank you so much for listening to I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. My website is currently being updated. I'm so grateful to the wonderful creative consultant I work with who continues to believe in me and encourage me to grow. I'm super proud of the website she's built for me. Everything's there. Updates on what's happening in my world, as well as the full podcast, a way to buy the book, a directory of the spiritual services I provide, so much more. It's all there for you at www.revrachelhollander.com. That's Rev, R-E-V as in Valerie, rachelhollander.com. Of course, most importantly, there's the contact tab. Sign in there and you'll receive my quite, quite irregular, non-invasive emails. I promise not to fill your inbox. Please do share the podcast, the book info, the website, whatever, with anyone you think who might be interested in what I have to offer. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Always grateful for all of you and for everything. Thank you so much. Take good care.